to the Better Together podcast brought to you by the Emergency Services Foundation. This is a podcast dedicated to supporting and improving the mental health and well-being of the many people, paid and volunteer, who serve our community in emergency management roles. My name is Susan McKenzie, CEO at the Emergency Services Foundation. Today we're joined by Chad Gutner from Project All in Canada. I hope I said that right, Chad. Is that right? It's, it's close. It's Ginter. We'll go with what you said. It sounds better. <laughs> um, he's from Alberta in Canada in the Rocky Mountains, right between Banff and Calgary, in fact. So gorgeous part of the world. Uh, Chad developed an initiative he introduced there to make the ask for help easier for first responders and frontline workers. Now, we know that starting the conversation is very hard for people who feel that they should be saving others. ESF's own research done a couple of years ago with Phoenix Australia on stigmas and help seeking, which you can see on our website under the research tab if you're interested, found very strong evidence among emergency service workers in Victoria just how cultural norms and expectations about what it means to be an emergency service worker and stigma regarding mental health remain a significant barrier to utilisation of mental health services and supports. And that's really sad. It's also said that while there are numerous tools and supports available to manage mental health challenges within and external to organisations, and in general, these are pretty well known and well regarded by members. However, they're not motivated to access or use them. And that's why I've been interested to hear about the work that um, Chad's doing in Canada. So uh, welcome, Chad, to our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure. We've spoken to a few Canadians, so it's a bit of a bit of a regular thing now. So, Chad, tell us about yourself first and foremost. Um, what's your background in emergency services? Uh, I am a career firefighter in Canmore, and I have been for, this will be my 10th year. And uh, one of my other jobs is teaching police, military, um, EMS, fire, technical rescue types of things, technical ropes with water rescue and that kind of stuff. And that's been going on for, for almost 12 years now. So, Okay, so that's your other job. Mm-hmm. Firefighters always have two jobs. A couple of them at least, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you so you're a firefighter, um, and the project that that we're talking about today is called Project All In. What is Project All In? Uh, Project All In really was born out of out of frustration of of seeing colleagues take their lives, as you can well imagine um, in the police service and fire and military EMS. There's there's a lot of things to be seen and. And we don't always know how to handle those things. So this was really born out of, of, we felt a need. So what we did was we designed a coin, a challenge coin, which has been used uh, many, many, many years originating in the military. And it uh, is something that's familiar with these services. So we knew it would be something that uh, they would have a connection with. And we just basically redesigned a challenge coin uh, to allow that ask for help to be a little bit easier because we know that ask for help is so difficult. Okay, let, let's let's go back a second. So 
the 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 coin um the the idea of a challenge coin is not familiar to anyone here we don't know what that is so tell us a bit more about that so it's from from my knowledge it originated in the u.s military so when you were a part of a group or a division you were given a coin as as part of recognition of making that squad or that team and uh, that's something we use um, in Canada as well, North America based, and not every agency uses it, but they're quite familiar with it. And it was just basically a token, you know, uh, uh, welcome to the team, uh, you've made it kind of thing. And it, it uh, usually had your logo or, or insignia on it. So what we did was we took that and we put a lot of design and detail, a lot of intentional thoughts into both sides of that. And one side is the debrief side. So it is a tool that we've never had before to initiate a debrief. And the other side is meant to be the help side. So if someone can't bring up the words to speak, they have that help side that they can produce and show a, show a trusted friend. And that does the talking for them. Okay. And, and how big is the coin? The coin, and I feel kind of silly not to have one on me so I can show you, but um, it's they're a little bit bigger than what we have in in, uh, in Canada, which we call a toonie. Uh, so the fellow Canadians listening will know exactly what that is, but it, it's, uh, it's a little bit bigger than that. So is that like the size of a watch face? Yeah, I, that would be a good way to put it. Okay. Um, so... When you say, who are you targeting with this coin? So for many years, I've been doing mental health initiatives, you know, going on uh, 12 years now, and, and that is a, a broad group, right? That's 7 billion people in this world that, you know, the numbers are one in four in a lot of, in a lot of countries. So when I started in the fire service, I thought it was much easier to target a smaller group. So we we target first responders and frontline workers. So everyone from the big four, military, police, fire, EMS, to dispatchers, often forgotten when we talk about mental health initiatives because they hear the, the call as it comes in in real time. Um, we have corrections officers in there. So folks that work in the prisons, you know, it's a different kind of, they're not necessarily first responders, but they deal with, you know, wearing a uniform and going to work and, and, and having to manage at a, at a, a high level. Uh, we've included, um, you know, park rangers, wardens, search and rescue members, uh, and 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 the like. So there's quite a few groups that we've put in there that that aren't the typical, you know, fire, police, and EMS groups. So I just want to understand a little bit more when you say the two sides to the coin: one's the debrief and one's the help. So what's exactly on the on the debrief part? So. We've never had a tool to debrief and it's very hard to debrief every single call. And it seems that we only debrief the traumatic ones. And we know that these things can creep up on us. You know, these little calls, death by a thousand cuts is often the term that get, gets used there. So um, the idea is to make debriefing a little bit more normal or regular. And on the debrief side, what we've done is we've put a, a, a blue buffalo on that side. And we chose that animal because... Uh, it's very special to where I live. We just had the buffalo reintroduced into the national park after a hundred year absence. And they're just a really interesting creature in that they carry all this big weight on these tiny little legs, uh, metaphorically similar to first responders, right? The physical equipment that they carry or the, the, the figurative load that they might have to shoulder. So that animal fit really well. And the blue in the buffalo 
was a representation of the uniform color that a lot of emergency services have um, on their uniforms. Blue is also very important to us because this really was born out of out of uh, a whole bunch of paddling mental health initiatives that we've done. So blue is the color of water. Blue is also a psychological color of the mind. Blue has been known to, to lower heart rate and respiratory rate. And getting we know that getting out in nature is something that doctors in North America are starting to prescribe more and more. So blue is a really important color to us. And we wanted that on the, on the debrief side. And just a fun fact is they're actually starting to put blue lights in fire trucks now more and more. Because when you're in a fire truck, lots of things are going on. Um, that blue light can help calm us down. So wow. we have a big, yeah, we have a we have a big blue buffalo on that side with a with a mountain uh, outdoor scene on it, and then uh, around the buffalo are are the words goals, gratitude, strength, and sacrifice, and those are actual indigenous meanings to the buffalo here in Canada. And when someone's struggling. Um, you need goals, right? You need to have that reason to get up in the morning. Gratitude is something we can all, you know, do better at. But when, again, when you're struggling, it's really important to find those, those things that we're very thankful for. And then strength and sacrifice is pretty synonymous with, with first responders, but it's good to have that reminder, especially a tangible one in your hand that you can look at and be like, yes, I, you know, I have sacrificed and that does take strength. So so not only are there those words associated with the buffalo, but uh, it's just a good reminder to have there as well. So the idea of that side of the coin is, is that you just look at it yourself. Well, that's part of it. That's definitely part of it. It's a, it's a, it's a weight in your pocket that if you're struggling that day, or you know, you you realize that you had a tough call, that it might be a good thing to, you know, you kind of feel it there. Like I've I've had stories of RCMP officers, our mounted police in Canada you know, carry them in their, their chest pocket. And when they're having a rough day, they, they remember that it's there and they take it out and have a, have a quick reconnect with themselves. But what it also does is allow you to put that on the bumper of a truck, a dashboard of an ambulance. And that is just the unspoken word that we need to debrief these, this call or this, you know, this experience that we just had. Okay. And the other side, the help side? The other side has a maple leaf on it. Um, as you know, that's on our, our national flag, but uh, in, in the maple leaf itself is all points and veins like a, a natural leaf would have. And every point and vein on that leaf is representative of all the different agencies that we, we want to represent and project all in. Under the word, uh, sorry, under the leaf, maple leaf is the word help in as many different languages as we could actually get printed on this coin. And that's because Canada is just so diverse. So we wanted to make sure it was a very inclusive tool as well. Um, on the top of the coin is the, the start of a positive first step. So it's a start of a sentence and it's I can, um, which is I can, you know, get out of bed today. I can make that doctor's appointment. I can go talk to my friend about what's been bothering me. It's also an acronym and that stands for identify conditions, actions and needs. And those are the words around the bottom of the coin. And that in itself is another check-in. So identifying the problem, you know, why might I be looking at the side as seriously as I am? What's going on in my life that's, that's led me to, you know, to, to maybe have these unwanted feelings or, or behaviors that I have. Conditions is that, uh, you know, what's surrounding me um, because of that? You know, was it a call? Was it family life or something like that? Actions is what have, what have I been doing because of it? 
you know, good actions or bad actions, but it's just a, again, that check in with yourself of, you know, this has led to this and this, the last part of that is needs. So if you find yourself with a call that you've been to, that's the identification process. The conditions are, you know, I'm feeling down I'm feeling hypervigilant or something like that. The actions are maybe I'm drinking more than I usually do after shift or I'm coming to work unkept, you know, shirt untucked that kind of stuff, little behavioral changes. And then what are the needs at the end of it? What do I need? Is it to contact a friend? Is it to put this coin down and have that conversation? Or is it to go see my psychologist or something along those lines? So, you know, I'm a firefighter or a police officer and I'm, I'm carrying this coin and mm -hmm. I feel like I'm struggling and I, and, and I do want to speak to someone. How do I use the coin? Well, in our program, we have a set of SOGs or suggested operating guidelines. So when you, when you enter into this program, you get that and it, it outlines what, how you should use it. And so it definitely helps if you have, you know, a coworker that you trust, you know, someone that you ride the ambulance with or people in your fire truck or someone on your shift. And then when you pull the coin out, uh, nothing has to be said because they're already aware of the program. But the nice thing about if someone doesn't know about the program is you can pull this coin out and people often use it as a fidget thing. You know, it's, you know, the busy hands and they look at it and then, you know, whoever's sitting across the table from you might say, you know, what is that? And what does it mean to you? Or why do you have that? So then that part of the conversation gets open for you as well. So we find that it works silently, which is really important for people that can't find the words to, to open up. And then for those that are a little bit better at it, um, they can invite that, that connection with that person by just telling them. And how many have you distributed in Canada? Um, we're actually in nine different countries oh. and we, we have minted 11,000 of these. So ten, there's almost 11,000 of them out in the world right now, which is, which is really amazing. And, and um, it's also kind of sad that it's needed. We, we grew really fast in 2018 and um, it exploded not out of, not out of a, anything other than the need for it to be there. And uh, we actually have a few coins in Australia right now, too. I'll come back to that. Um, okay. So who, who's paid for these? So we sell the coin, which is the program. So we can't speak about the coin without speaking about the program, which is what you and I just spoke of. But the, our coin retails for $13 Canadian. It only costs us about 4 or $5 to make the coin. So with that sale, we make another coin we put a little bit into the bank so we can make sure that we have more coins and we've made it cheap enough that if someone feels that they need to try this, that it shouldn't be a big expense. We've had people tell us that we could charge a whole lot more, but that's the goal isn't to make money. It's a not-for-profit. We're not trying to make money. We would just want to get this in the hands of people that need it. And um, so 11 countries. So what my understanding is people have heard about this and they might come from Slovenia or Croatia or wherever and mm -hmm. they've or Australia and they've contacted you and bought a coin. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And how does that work in terms of the representation with the buffalo and the maple leaf, which doesn't mean anything to someone in Croatia, Slovenia or Australia? 
That's a really good question. And uh, we have actually made an American coin for that very reason. So instead of the red maple leaf, we, <clears throat> pardon me, we have a white star uh, that represents. Um, and we, we did some asking around and that they felt that, uh, you know, the folks, the responders that we talked to felt that that would be a good representation of, of the U.S. market. But the, the beautiful thing is that, you know, the maple leaf might just be on our flag, but it's also a part of nature. And, and we know that nature is so important and so healing. So I don't think that that translation is, is lost to other countries. Um, if we do have a big enough group uh, in another country that that would like our coin, we will definitely entertain the idea of changing it to something that, uh, you know, might represent them a little bit better. And um, tell, tell me a couple of stories about how you've seen the coin used in action. You talked about the Mounties sort of touching their, their chest pocket, but have you seen it in action in other places? You know, sadly, I have because the stories do come back and they do come back, you know, in emails or, or conversational form where I, I run into someone and they're like, you're so-and-so and, and you're part of this program. I have to tell you this story. And, and so sometimes they're remarkably sad stories, but also remarkably uplifting because it helped them. And it's, it, <laughs> it could be, you know, it's, it's awfully hard not to get choked up on some of this stuff because, um, It, it's working and, it, and it's helping some people. So can you give me some examples? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was doing a presentation along with, uh, along with the program. I also do a bunch of public speaking where I'll travel to different conferences and groups and, and, and present the idea and, and everything about it. And I was doing this one in particular, and this one always sticks out for me. It was for a police group. And uh, this police officer walked into the room and it was my third presentation of the day. And uh, he was very loud, very boisterous. Everyone in the room knew that he was in the room, sat down loudly, you know, kind of growled and, and just was like, I could tell he, he didn't want to be there. And so I gave the presentation and I had the coins in my hand multiple times ready to give them out. And for whatever reason, I paused and put them down and then grabbed another batch and finally, midway through the presentation, I, I handed out all the coins and our coins are sequentially numbered. So that's how we know we have 11,000 of these coins out there. And as I passed them around, I kept talking and finished up the presentation. And, and at the end, I said, you know, if there's any questions, please bring them up. If you don't feel comfortable in front of the group, we can talk privately afterwards. And this loud gentleman raised his hand and says, yeah, I have a comment. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And he's like, I didn't want to be here. And something told me that I had to be here today. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> he's like, the, the number on this coin is the badge number of my partner who died by suicide last year. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it just, it, it lets you pause for a minute to, to really think about timing and, and uh, it was just a really special moment for him, I think. Really powerful. I don't know what it is about you Canadians, but every time I do a podcast with you, I end up crying. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's, um, that's fantastic because, I mean, 
you know, when we do work, we're always looking at how we can measure success of what we do. And, you know, we, we get pounded for metrics, but sometimes it's not the metrics. It's the reality of, of the impact of the things that we do that is just so powerful. That's so powerful. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the program before we finish? Yeah, if you don't mind, I'd love to tell you that we just, um, not just, we're into our third retreat. So not only are we giving a coin, uh, a tool for end users to hopefully, you know, check in with themselves or ask for help if they need it. We also have a surf, uh, sup surf retreat that we do in beautiful Tofino, British Columbia, and it's on an island uh, with some pretty good surf. And it's just a really magical place. And what we do is we take responders, we take six of them, we take them for five days and we put them up in beachside accommodations. We teach them how to surf. We feed them really well. We make sure that they have time to, to reconnect with nature, disconnect from kind of all the, the big outside world. But we also teach them about their brains and why their brains experience what they experience when they see things, feel things, smell things. And we give them some tools to hopefully better combat that stuff when they go back to work. And so every night we have a big campfire and we sit around it and people share as much or as little as they feel comfortable doing. But uh, again, it turns into quite a powerful space um, when you can hold it right for, for those kind of people. And so we do that for a week and uh, it, it's just really, it's really nice to see, you know, at the beginning, they're timid, they're, they're scared of the ocean, they're, they're, they're in a bit of a new world, but they know that they're there for some help and they, they kind of give in to the process. And towards the end of it, everyone's um, you know, comfortable with each other. They're sharing a lot. They're exchanging numbers and, you know, they're there for each other. And it's just, uh, it's just a really, it's just a really great time. And that's something that we do with our coin sales. So we provide that free of charge for these first responders. Uh, they do have to get there on their own dime, but once they get there, the food, the guiding, the, the ocean experiences, all that stuff is free. Okay, that's really interesting because we are looking at, um, we're in the middle of doing a business case for our, our own retreat here in, in uh, Victoria. And uh, we're just trying to work out what that looks like. And uh, we're actually working with um, people in Vancouver who, who have mm -hmm. done that over there. So that's really interesting. Well, look, we might finish up um, now, Chad. Um, so it was terrific having a conversation with you and giving us some insight to that approach. And we're just about to put a directory on our website of a whole range of different programs, of things that are available to people that, you know, I get so many phone calls from, you know, police officers and firefighters who have got a great idea and they start something, but they're all really random in the sense that no one's coordinating them. So we thought mm -hmm. that we might start a directory on our website and put those things there. So we'll add, we'll add your information to that. Um, so it's uh, I'm actually speaking at a couple of conferences in Canada in the coming weeks about what ESF is doing. Amazing. Yeah, unfortunately online. I would very much like to be on the on my skis on the snow. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you, um, Chad, and uh, thank you for listening to this Emergency Services Foundation Better Together podcast. 
which aims to provide you with insights about mental health and well-being from experts, thought leaders and people on the ground like Chad. If you want to know more about what we do or better still support our work, please go to esf.com.au. Thank you and I'll catch you next time.